Rule for Romance is a podcast featuring five friends thirsty for D20. Welcome to Roll for Romance. I'm your DM, Emily. This week, I want to know, what is your character's favorite animal? Let's start with Ferris. Uh, I think my favorite animal would have to be a pseudo-dragon. Ooh. I just think they're cute. They're cute. Would you, do you have a name for a, a particular, a future pseudo-dragon? Yes, I believe if I ever was fortunate enough to have my very own pseudo-dragon, I would name it Stanley. Stanley. Interesting. We'll have to uncover the reason why behind that. Uh, how about you, Lanny? I'm very basic. I think my favorite animal is a cat. Oh. I just think they're sweet. That is sweet. And sometimes evil. Of oh, the, the perfect combination. Exactly. Uh, how about you, Melees? I'm going to go with an orangutan with a sword. Amazing. Would you be able to best an orangutan with a sword, Miles, in combat? No. In one -on -one combat? Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> I think that's why he likes it so much. It's the respect that it commands. Yeah. The ultimate enemy combatant. Yes. Amazing. And you, lovely Hirana. Is Chadley listening? <gasps> Oh no! Uh, yeah, let's, we can say Chadley's not listening. I'll uh, cover then his it's ears. a fox. Oh, scandalous! Oh, Chadley was listening. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tweeted it at Chadley. So now he knows. I'm sorry. <laughs> and of course, as your DM, my favorite animal is a dog because I love doggies. And we have our little Chadley castmate, Penny Pie, is a dog. So dogs are the best. What's her favorite animal? Ooh, Penny's favorite animal is a blue, it's a blue pig. That's true. Yes. Blue pigs. And on that note, let us begin. Hey, kiddo. So sorry I gotta go out of town so soon after you got back. You know how it goes, though. You gotta seize business opportunities when they show up, no matter how dubious and shady they are. That's the Greg the Gregarious way. While I'm gone, I hope you and Chadley invite your friends to stay. I know this big old house can get pretty lonely while you're by yourself. I know you and your pals are all shook up over those weird marks you got in that secret temple, but honey, are you really living if you don't get a few marks along the way? Anywho, I love you so much, darling Hilrana. If you need anything while I'm gone, don't hesitate to throw out the name of your old dad. You never know what it might get you. Or, of course, you can always send me a message, darling. Hilrana has given you all the invitation to come and live at Greg's house for the foreseeable future. And tonight you do have a mysterious meeting at the House of Heavenly Delights, so you'll need to figure out exactly how to go about doing that but you guys are moving in what uh types of things are you bringing with you and and what rooms of the house are you are you staking out Miles, when he shows up he has like a retinue of, <laughs> yeah. of 
people who have brought what seems like his entire house over. Like, literally anything. Not just clothing, but just, like, fantasy microwave. Fantasy microwave, yeah. Vases of plants. uh, Maybe his chinchilla, which he has. And chinchilla Uh, isn't your favorite animal? No. 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 (laughs) I can't fight my chinchilla. I can fight an orangutan. So it looks like he has legitimately brought his entire home over. And he is scoping out a couple of rooms. He assumes that he'll have a place to sleep, but then also like just like a quarter to kind of chill in his own bathroom on suite. Okay. So I'm assuming that you're going to grab Greg's room, the, the master bedroom and ensuite bathroom, unless somebody fights you for it. But he'll that's, his dad? Yeah. Yeah, he's out of town. <laughs> that's the that's the biggest room. That's the room that probably has like an office attached to it, as well as a bathroom. So that would be probably the, the option that would be the most suitable for what you're at. He would be moving Greg's stuff out then. Okay, yeah, so you're having Greg your servants. Greg doesn't have a lot of stuff because he keeps most of his stuff in a go bag. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so it's mostly an empty room. That's smart. There are some nice tapestries. There's furniture in there. There's some, there some the fine furniture, um, a bunch of, like, he has a lot of crystals. He's a crystal guy. Oh, yeah. So, uh, he'll get rid of the crystals. Oh, he'll just shit. set those outside of the door. <laughs> just a, like five boxes of crystals no, outside no, no. of his door. No, no, no. You can move those into Ferris's room. Ah, uh, perfect. Okay. And speaking of which, Ferris, what type of room are you looking for? I'm looking for a shady room as I'm not moving my very heavy red velvet curtains. Oh. And I don't want my crystal ball to catch Horana's dad's house on fire. That's very practical. So towards the back entrance of the estate, because it's not just a house, it has a pool house from what we recalled last time and a pool. Yeah, it's very palatial. Who knows what else? There is a back entrance to the building, which you think would be really nice for you if you have any people come and Mm -hmm. want to do some readings. There's a downstairs sitting room with a nice velvety curtains that are down there. And then Attached to it, there's a little stair, like a hidden staircase that you find that goes up the stairs and into an upstairs guest room. So you could go down, you could sleep up in the the upstairs guest room, which has this really nice window looking out into the city. And then you can go downstairs into your parlor for for working for people. And yes, the, the attendants, I'm sure, will bring down the crystals to enhance the atmosphere of this room. Wonderful. How close is Ferris's room to Miele's room? How close are they? Hmm. That's up to you guys. <laughs> Hopefully they're close enough to hear through the wall with a glass. Ooh, okay. So then Whoa. I guess they would be next door. You haven't noticed any secret entrances and exits, but you have time to there discover might them. Be. Ooh. Make an investigation check, both of you guys. Oh no. <laughs> Sexy spying on that sexy man. Oh, I got a natural 20. Natural 20. Oh, my word. Oh, dang. I hear everything. I got a 14. 
Okay, so you your investigation was more finding that secret staircase up into your bedroom, and you do notice that it's next to Milace's room, and you could probably hear through the walls. However, Milace, you find, this is horrible, you find in your room a big portrait. It's a big oil painting of Greg. You go to have the people take it down at the wall and you realize that it's bolted onto the wall and then you get up close and you can see that it, there are like little little slits in the eyes that you can like open up and when you do that there's a matching portrait in Ferris's room where you can see through <laughs> the eyes of the portrait into Ferris's bed chambers. Okay. I'm so glad I have a fellow creeper on the so other side. You don't necessarily have to do that, but you see that you can see into this bedroom. Ferris, you don't notice this, although if you ever do notice it, it is a two-way thing. Okay. Well, Ferris assumes everybody's wanting to watch her anyway, so it's fine. But, Milis, you could also, if you don't feel comfortable with that, you can always have your servants cover it up. It's totally up to you. He'll probably keep it, but not to be a creeper, but just in case, you know... If he hears anything weird or scary, yeah, he yeah, to go yeah. Investigate. Very practical. Yeah. You don't know why Greg has this. I know why I Greg don't. has it. <laughs> we all he? know why Greg has it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sure if Greg's the, a creeper or if he uses it for shady, nefarious business purposes. Why not both? Why yeah, not yes. both? Okay, now, speaking of shady, nefarious business purposes, that has nothing to do with Lanny. Uh, what are you doing, Lainey? <laughs> At least the rest of you think it has nothing to do with no, I'm kidding. Um, Lanny wants to find the most private bedroom available. Okay, yeah. So if there's something like in the attic mm-hmm. or just something really out of the way. So there is a special part of the house where it has its own little tower on the side of it, like our turret, that's what it's called, yes. a turret. It's a little bit dusty, You ha- it seems like maybe no one has used it in a little while, Perfect. but the servants can come and clean it out if you want to, or you can leave it as is, but you have to ascend a two set, like two levels of staircase spiraling up this turret, but you eventually get up into this really nice beautiful bedroom it's a little dusty but you can air it out open up the windows it's very secluded you can't really hear anything else in the estate you can have you have the best view from the house of the rest of the city so you can see from this window up higher in the city the sky gate and little airships coming in and out and you can see the palace a little bit as well as if you turn a little bit more to the east you can see down into where the funicular goes down into the lower terrace of the city. That sounds absolutely perfect and I am going to try and carry my single steamer trunk of possessions oh. up those stairs on my own. Oh, okay. Because Make- I don't want to bother people. Yeah, please make a strength check for me. I will. It's a 10. Yeah, it takes you a little while, but you don't drop it or anything. Uh, great job, Lanny. Yes, excellent. And of course, you have been living here, Hilrana, but you can you have free reign of the house now. So what are you doing? Hilrana is looking for all the little secret passages in the house. Greg usually is pretty secretive. You haven't had a chance to explore that much since you've moved in. He knows in. where like some of them are yeah. that are escape routes because he made sure like it was we have to do safety drills every month. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so she yeah. knows where some of them are. Also, like he was like, oh, honey, you gotta this is the one that you could use to like secretly bring people in and out of the house in case there's like you don't want somebody to be seen coming in and out. So you know that one. There actually is a tunnel that goes down through the wine cellar 
and winds its way through the streets of Upper Terrace all the way to tunnel entrance near where his shop is. He's a Dao, He's right? a Dao. Yeah. So he's very good at earth shaping. And that's why there are other tunnels, which let's see if you can find them. Make an investigation check for me. 17. Ooh, 17. Yeah. So you spend a lot of the time when your friends are moving in. Looking through the house, you go up into Greg's room, you're poking around, you find in one of his closets, you're looking around and you see a crystal, a little crystal statuette, like a jade figurine of a beautiful Tao woman. And you pick it up just to inspect it. And the closet itself starts to rumble and shake. And then it starts lowering down because it's actually an elevator type thing. And it lowers down, you would say at least four or five stories down into the earth. And it opens up into a secret area of the estate, which you have never been in before. And this is where Greg keeps all of his sick amazing treasures now some of it is just out in the open you can see gems you can see beautiful uh, art pieces some of them look legit some of them don't you'd have to investigate that more drugs plenty of drugs but there's also a vault door at the back of this underground area which is looks very secure and then two little passageways that go out of this room and they both dead end which looks like it's just thick stone but you're pretty sure that greg has a way of getting through it you just can't figure out what the mechanism is for getting through those this is legal oh 100 percent above board above board he was like that guy that crafted that murder mansion that just kept hiring different people to do different parts of the house and no Uh one knew what the whole thing looked like oh yeah well and then the great thing about greg is he did it himself you're pretty sure because he has the stone shaping abilities to do this with no problem. Real quick, did you find this in front of Melee's? I would say yes, Melee's, because you got that natural 20. So you were probably around for when this was happening. I was probably around. Excellent. So yeah, Hilrana, what's your what's your bedroom situation like? Um, my bedroom looks like it's outside. It's not outside, but I put so many plants and trees and things in there that you go in there and it's more like a... It feels like a greenhouse instead of a room. My bed is like a bunch of trees together with like uh kind of like a big hammock thing strung but it's like it's like a big fancy fluffy hammock thing oh that's so nice is there a matching hammock for chadley or does he sleep in your chat your chaddock that's not a word your it is now (laughs) does he sleep in your hammock with you he's he sleeps well he has his own but he generally sleeps in my hammock oh God, I love Chadley so much. Me too. <laughs> He's so cute. He has all his, there's like all his stuff too. He has like a little stash in the tree that has like all his little weapons and mm-hmm. his, uh, some of his novels. The ones that he didn't light on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's doing that all the time. <laughs> there are some scorch marks around for <laughs> the times where he's gotten really angry and he just light th- lights things on fire when he's mad. We're working on it. That's good. We all know how that feels. So you've all moved in. Is there anything else you would like to do with the house before you head over, try to figure out what's going on with the House of Heavenly Delights? Just that Ferris is going to organize the closet Mm -hmm. with her tiaras and her fur line or fur trend pinois sets. 
her cosmetics and her jewelry. Yes. They're all color coordinated. So, you know, she can grab them in a hurry, depending on what company she's entertaining. She cannot feel comfortable until that is situated. Yeah. And once Melee's attendants are done, they can assist you if you would like. And they can also assist you with the downstairs parlor. Wonderful. They can assist you with your downstairs. They can assist you with your downstairs parlor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I'm calling it from now on. This is where I entertain my guests. It's it's sticking from now on. Meanwhile, I'm just going to flop over face forward onto the bed and take her micro nap. And I'm not going to unpack or organize anything. Then I'll get up and do my hair. Ferris is always up for a little secret seeking. Secret seeking. Plunder around that study or office of his. Yeah, of course. Go ahead and make another investigation check. Sure. Hi, Roller Greg. Man, come on. Well, son of a bitch. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, not shockingly, Greg does not leave a whole lot of a paper trail or any evidence God of the work that he has it, been Greg. doing. Miles, had you told Ferris about the elevator that went down into this vault? Or are you keeping that a secret? Did Hilrana tell him to keep a secret? <laughs> well, I don't know. Probably not. If not, he's probably <laughs> telling people because to him it's not a big deal to have a room just full of treasure. Yeah, okay. So, That's normal. Yeah, Miles could take you down there. and I'll take you down I'll there. also come downstairs <laughs> yeah. so that I'm not just... Lurking in my tower, (laughs) sleeping until it's time to go. Well, Ferris would like to invite everyone to her downstairs parlor. Mm. (laughs) Excellent. And we can do that now that we have our bracelets. It could be like, meet me Mm -hmm. at the downstairs parlor. Oh, true. Yeah, so you can go down the secret elevator into the underground treasure trove. Now, if you all would like to make your own investigation checks to see if you can figure out anything that might give you information about Greg or where he might keep his paperwork. You guys are like the worst house guests. Total of 24. Wonderful. Tell me your secrets, Greg. Ferris got a big fat five. Yeah, you're just like... You're you're probably just dazzled by the the wealth. I am. Um, Miles Miles isn't looking. Okay. He is probably talking to Ferris and making up elaborate stories about each piece as if he knows like an, <laughs> as oh if he's God. like an art collector she is very like, impressed he likes to make a history check for me to see if any of the stuff you say is accurate <laughs> he's not trying to be accurate at all so it's an eight okay yeah uh, yeah it's it, it, ferris you make a history check too to see if you know he's bullshitting you or not well um she got a natural 20 Whoa. But here's the thing, <laughs> Melace is so fucking sexy. Mm. She really doesn't care if he knows what he's talking about as long as he knows what he's doing. He's handling every object as if he knows exactly what he's and doing. And Hilrana's watching her watch Melee's handling things and just looking very uncomfortable. And and Chadley's <laughs> watching Hilrana watch Ferris watch Melee. <laughs> <laughs> slowly backing away she's like I need an adult and he is not looking uncomfortable he whips out a little pen and paper and starts writing down ideas for his novel amazing okay natural 20 natural 20 for Lanny uh 
Greg, I rolled a 19 on the die. So it takes you, even with that natural 20, it takes you a while digging through stuff. Um, you get a little bit worried that maybe he keeps all his stuff behind that big vault door. Right. But eventually you find... You have you pull like on a little statuette. He has a big thing for statuettes, I guess, Greg. And you pull a little bit and it opens up this secret door that hinges open into the stone and there are file folders worth of documents in here. And you can root around through there with your natural 20. You find a piece of uh, paper that is a contract with the House of Heavenly Delights with for basically his annual membership. And it also has a name on it written, which is not Greg Drama. It's uh, like a code name that he's supposed to use to go bring himself and his guests there. Now, Emily hadn't thought of a code name ahead of time. So what is that code name that you find, Lanny? (laughs) You're making me do it. Yeah, you do it. (laughs) The first thing that I thought of was Grog the Groggary. Grog the Grog. Oh, very, very (laughs) subtle. Such a mystery. So dumb. I Um, love it. Grog the Grog Arius. (laughs) And you tilt your head a little bit at that one. He's very subtle. (laughs) Very subtle man. Nobody would ever guess. Just like his drug dealer name is also Greg. (laughs) He just had a really hard time thinking of a name. He keeps all of his password in a scroll labeled password. (laughs) Yes. It's very easy to find all the surface information about Greg. Um, make an insight check for me if you would like to, Lanny. I got a 16. Yeah, so Lanny, you're pretty positive that despite all of this paperwork here, a bunch of it is probably fake. Interesting. Yeah, like there's layers upon layers of bullshit that Greg has put into place. This man is an onion. Uh-huh. But you're pretty sure that the document, the document seems legit for the House of Heavenly Delights. Well, I'm going to bring it to everybody else <laughs> and say, look, I think if we give them the name Grog, the Grog areas, they'll let us in. <laughs> the name is so dumb. I loved it. <laughs> Which is good, because the only other way that I could think of getting in would be to seek employment. And Ferris, you would know with that that you had talked to Mitzi St. Clair about potentially working there, and she was like, ooh, that sounds like it would be really hard to get a job there. Yeah, I was figuring that it would be really difficult. Ferris, you wanted to look through the paperwork. Yeah, Ferris just kind of wants to thumb through quickly without being completely obnoxious. And see what kind of paperwork Greg has and if it's something that she could potentially forge. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have you make one more investigation check. 19. 19, okay. So you get into the room with Lanny. It's a little crowded in there, but you can look through. It looks like the signature on the piece of paper that Lanny has is legit. You're looking through the other papers and it looks like he's written with different handwriting, like in almost every single document. Like maybe he didn't even write on these things. This man is a weirdo. He's incredibly squirrely. Um, I love it. But the signature, you can look at the signature on there. You're pretty sure it's real. So you've gotten a way of forging Greg the Gregarious' signature. Greg the Gregarious. You also both inspecting the contract, it has a few different little things written on it, which basically says that being able to visit 
the House of Heavenly Delights is part of the contract, but then contracting services of people there is a separate fee. Right. Also, usually most nights it's required that the guests are wearing formal clothing as well as some type of a mask. Oh, what fun. It says that you don't have to wear a mask, but some patrons do if they want to, like, not be known that right. they're the governor or whatever. Does he have a mask closet for us to <laughs> loot? Like, what's going on? Um, Ferris has one you can borrow. Ma- oh, okay, oh, for sure. Thank you, Ferris. You're yeah, welcome. Miele's already has a mask in preparation of having, wanting to always have been invited to this place. <laughs> yeah, he's so ready. Perfect. Little Chadley mask. <laughs> we can't. Nobody will be able to tell which squirrel. This is like the Phantom of the Opera mask. Oh, nice. wonderful! Wow. Is it on the side where he has the eye patch to kind of? Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't know if he'd be able to see very well. Here's a can question. We all describe our masks. What? Oh yes, yeah. We can describe our masks, but really quick question: Is Chadley wearing the eye patch for fashion, or does he? Is he actually missing an eye? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, never <laughs> seen. Lana doesn't know. <laughs> if you Good try job. to remove it, he bites you. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Just needed to delve into that Chadley lore. <laughs> okay, you can describe your masks for me. We're not going to describe our outfits unless you have like a one sentence about your outfit because we're not going on that down that dark shopping path. <laughs> Damn Fair. it! Fashion role playing. <laughs> really, that basically is what this is. All right, well, Ferris will go. It is a low-cut, floor-length, silver sequin dress, and her mask is pretty much made of red feathers. That's sexy. Very sexy. Thank you. Can you describe the mask that you're lending Lanny? Yes, it's uh, gold-toned, very Baroque in pattern, and it has these big teal and peacock feathers splinking up one side. Nice. Excellent. So even though I am a girl right now, I'm dressed as a Victorian dandy. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I had nothing else in my mind. Yeah. (laughs) Neither did Ferris. She figured. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. You look great. Um, Miele's is wearing just a a, a fancy, you know, a fancy male outfit, whatever. Yeah, sure. But (laughs) whatever. (laughs) What the fuck ever? Fancy male outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever's trending. But what's important is that he misunderstood the cons, like that they were supposed to be kind of sexy masks. And so he does, based off of his favorite animal, he does have a mask and it's an orangutan mask. But it looks kind of like the masks from that show, Sexy Beasts. Like it looks real. Oh, Oh, Jesus. It is not sexy at all, but he, that is his mask. Uh, um, Lanny's having a hard time looking at Melee's right now. Lorana <laughs> cannot stop looking at Melee's right now. Melee's t- figures Lani is is too aroused by what she, by what she's seeing, and then Hilrana, he's he maybe he's preening a little because he thinks he looks great. He's like, I nailed the mask. Hilrana's just going to morph uh, some wood over her face, and it's got a. Uh, like a lot, of, but it's covered in gemstones. Ooh. Ooh. The gemstones do not have any monetary value, so you cannot pull pieces no. of Hilrana off of her. They are not and use them for spell real. components or sell them. <laughs> we need to revive somebody quick. <laughs> <laughs> Make a diamond. Just FYI. 
you have all of your masks prepared. You are dressed. The note said that you should be there at midnight and ask for a bleeding heart. However, you can get there earlier if you would like. Heck yeah. Anything else you want to do before you head over to the House of Heavenly Delights? Let's go. Let's go to the brothel. Let's go. Hey there, it's your DM and pal Emily. Ooh, burr. It's getting chilly out there. Why don't you come snuggle up and we can keep each other warm this Christmas? That's right, Christmas, the holiday of spreading love and warmth to the hearts of those you hold dear that's celebrated in Lanover's home of Toria. Speaking of which, we have a very special, very Hallmark holiday-inspired episode coming out on December 23rd. You don't want to miss this sugary, sweet, and sexy story of opening your heart to the magic and power of love. Honestly, it was pretty good. We cried a little bit at the end because we were so moved. We're a bunch of saps, but it's it's definitely worth listening to. We so appreciate you for listening to the podcast, and if you could give us one gift this holiday season, it would be to share Role for Romance with somebody who you think might enjoy it. Every listener counts, especially you, the one that's listening right now. You're, you count the most in my heart. And the more we can spread the word about this podcast, the more ridiculous romantic content that we can create in the future. Quick little special shout out to Kev or at Kevbot underscore MTG on Twitter for always being so kind and fun to interact with. We appreciate you, Kev. Thank you. Okay, with our announcements done, let's get back to the good stuff. Visiting the House of Heavenly Delights. The House of Heavenly Delights is in the upper terrace in the Erie area. It's specifically in the Lark's Way district, which is actually where Greg's shop is located. So Hilron has been in this part of the city before. And Melis has probably aspirationally gone and just longingly looked at the gates. There's a large wrought iron gate shaped like angel wings and has wrapping ivy around it. And there's a cobblestone path that goes up through some weeping willows and white rose bushes that leads up a fairly steep hill up to this very large three-story building with big marble pillars on the outside. And you can hear as you get up there the sound of gentle music and laughter wafting through the front doors. Two handsome human men with white satin uniforms stop you all as you approach. Good evening. How are you this fine night? We are fine. How are you? Oh, I am excellent. It is wonderful to have you all here. May I ask for your name that you are entering with? It's Grog the Grogarius. The other one pulls out a notebook from a pocket in their jacket and starts flipping through it and says, Ah, yes, Grog the Grogarius. Perfect. Uh, He's been here a lot of times. Wow, so you must be guests of Grog the Grogarius. Yes, of course. Perfect, wonderful. Uh, Is he planning on meeting you here tonight or is it just you all? No, he invited us to make use of his membership. Oh, wonderful. So will you be on Grog's tab or would you like to set up your own tab? We'll be on his His tab. tab. Okay, make a deception (laughs) check for me, Lanny. And we can do it with advantage because Melee's was something. Say, was Melee's was something. Also known as Melee's was saying something. something. Make it a 17. Let me make an insight check. Oh. The one looks at you with a smile and says, I think Grog 
would have probably let us know ahead of time if there are people using his tab. And if he's not coming with you this evening, then perhaps you can settle that with him Well, we're here afterwards. with his daughter. They got a higher roll than you, but I will let you roll again, but with disadvantage this time, Lanny. Damn so it. if you fuck this up, it's going to make things worse for you here. They may doubt Grog the Gregarious sent you at all. But if you succeed, then you can get your stuff for free. Hmm, I think I'd better back off. Oh, Lanny, I've got you, sugar. We, we'll just... We'll, we'll talk to Gre- Grog about it later. Just to make sure that everything's above board, we'll set up your own tab. Now, what name should I put this under? Oh, you can put it under Ferris Divine. Ferris Divine. And if you could sign here, Ferris. Yeah, she's going to completely sign something that's not even close to her real signature, just for practice. Okay, make a deception check for me. Deception. And because you're, you're good at this type of... You, this is something that you've done before. I'll, I'll give you advantage. Deception. All right, first roll was a dirty 20. Nice. And second roll was 15. You sign it. The guy doesn't even look at your signature. He's just like, ah, excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Because he got a one. So so you, what what name do you want to sign? Oh, she would probably sign something like Unferous Notorious or something. Amazing. Okay. They smile and nod at you all, and and they'll both go up to the two front doors and pull them open for you and say, have a wonderful evening. Please enjoy yourself, and if you need anything, you can look for attendance in an outfit similar to ours, or any of our adepts can aid you with what you need and getting information that you would need to make your evening here as wonderful as possible. Thank Thank you you so much. much. And so you open up, you can hear more of the music coming in from the lower level of this building. The bottom floor, you can see there is a lounge where patrons are busy drinking. About half of them have masks on. There is a really large bar towards the back of this chamber. And the probably the most striking thing for you is in the back area of this, there's a small stage and there is a woman on the stage with a blue gossamer gown that is semi-transparent. She is a water genasi with beautiful deep blue skin and black hair. And she has all these beautiful pearls woven through her hair and she's playing a harp. And it is probably the most beautiful harp playing you've ever heard in your entire life. So it has this just amazing, beautiful melody as you enter. Simultaneously soothing and almost just like a little bit pulls at your heartstrings a little bit, gives you that slight melancholy feeling. There's a nice long bar with a red, kind of canary red and brown aracocra woman. Lanny's incredibly distracted by this harpist and her beautiful song and is just kind of zoned out staring Mm -hmm. at her and like just at her hands and watching her technique and kind of checks out. (laughs) She's just trying to figure out how she's doing what she's doing. And you're for sure not the only person that's watching her just totally entranced. However, it's probably for different reasons. There are a few different people that are down there that aren't wearing masks that are very finely dressed. It just seems like there's a variety of adepts is what they would call them here who provide different services for you. It is a brothel, but it also has 
massages and performances of sorts. That is what's happening. What do you want to do? I can describe other people that are down there for you, uh, but uh, that's the, the things that draw your eye the most immediately. Ferris is really wanting to find out what services they offer, particularly if there is any divination. <laughs> okay, yeah, looking for... And she yeah, wants to hear about their rates and what services they offer as far as divination. Okay, Scope it sounds out. great. I'm obsessively watching this woman, and if she goes on a break, I'm going to ask her if she gives lessons. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We, can, we can do that for sure. I think I'm with Ferris just checking to see what what's available here. What are the services? Is there any, like, gambling going on? Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll just have you all go together, let's say, except for Lanny, who's entranced. Yes. You all can go up to the bar because the, the bartender seems like a good person to ask for information about what's going on. You make your way up to the bar and the Aarakocra woman who I was going to try to have a terrible French accent, but I'm not sure if I can do it now. No, do it, do it, do it. I mean, um, if you try for a French accent and it's terrible, you nailed it. There you go. You it, it won't be as good as Buff Wellington. <laughs> Nothing will ever be as good as Buff Wellington. Good evening. Welcome. Welcome to the... the how, you can't pronounce H's, though, so I'm not going to say the House of Heavenly Delights. Welcome. It is it is a pleasure to see you this evening. How can I help you? How can I help you? <laughs> oh, bonsoir, madame. How are you tonight? Wonderful. I was wondering if we could ask you some questions. Of course. Would you like any drinks? Actually, yes, that would be wonderful. And I have no idea what to order. Just the house special. Oh, of course. Uh, the house special. I can give you that. Or uh, here is a menu that you can look at. Oh, yes. A menu would be wonderful. Of course. Uh, my name is Marion, and it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Your name is? If you would like to offer it. It oh, is all oh. right if not. Well, what should I call you? You can call me anytime, darling. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Wonderful. And your companions, what would they like? Well, let's look at the menu and see if there's a bleeding heart on it. You look at the menu, there is not a bleeding heart on the menu. There okay. are a bunch of fancy wines and champagnes and the sunburst and like the the pillowy delight. I don't know. A bunch of Ferris mixed uh, drinks. Yes. Ferris and Harana would like the pillowy delight. Oh, very good choice. And you, monsieur? Do you just have, like, a gin and tonic? Of course, yes, I can definitely get that for you. So she will go and get some drinks. The pillowy delight, I think is what I call it. <laughs> yes. Is, so it has, like, this cloud billowy, like, it almost looks like it maybe has some smoke and, and the dry ice coming off of it, but then also has, like, cotton candy type material on the top of it. And then she pours liquid over it, and it dissolves and mixes into this sky blue and silvery shimmering drink. Whoa. If any uh, bartenders listen to the podcast, please create this drink for us and tell us what's in it so that we can yeah. then recreate it. <laughs> well, Ferris is going to clap with delight. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. And here's your gin and tonic. Um, of course, so you said you had questions for me. Yes, um, this is our first time visiting. We're guests of Welcome. Grog the Gregarious. Ah, Grog, yes, he is such a delight. <laughs> yes, that Grog. I'm particularly interested in knowing whether or not you have any 
divinity services, fortune telling, peeking oh, into divinity. the future. Yes, usually we have that more um, on special evenings, but we do have a few people that may be able to assist you with some divination, some tarot readings. Some... Yes. I think that's all we have tonight is a tarot reader. Tarot would be wonderful. Any other services that you are looking for? Friends, do you have any games of chance? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, up on the second floor, you can find, oh goodness, all kinds of games. We have a bit of a, a gambling hall up there. And you can bet away your fortunes for all kinds of, of wagers and prizes. Perfect. Uh, just go up the stairs and you will turn right. If you turn left, that's a, a, a slightly different area. So maybe if you want just gambling, maybe don't go to the right. Anything else? Um, I, am, I am interested in some hot sex. Oh, of course. What a wonderful <laughs> you are here. And you the right. the right. You are here in the, in the correct place. We have many different adepts that can aid you, give you what you are looking for this evening. Uh, she will point out a couple of different people here down in the bar area that look like they are, they are free to entertain guests. She points out a gray goliath. Um, with tight leather pants Ooh. and he's <laughs> no shirt just really tight leather pants she says his name is Seamus <laughs> don't know why I gave him that name I like it I just want Seamus to Seamus <laughs> yes Seamus is he is such a delight if you're looking for something a bit more intense you can go for that he's not a, he's not a man of many words but he is quite a delight to be around. And then there is Alexander, who is a petite human man. He has beautiful blonde hair, and he's actually just over in a corner by himself, writing furiously in a notebook. And then he'll like look up and chew on his lip a little bit, and then start writing, scribbling things down, very absorbed in what he's doing. Don't, don't mind him, he is happy to to interact with anyone who would like to request his services for the evening. He's such a sweetheart. And then there is Aquaria, who you see up playing the harp. She will get off of her performance in about 10-15 minutes. And then she'll also tell you about, because there's too many prostitutes here. Too many oh, prostitutes. Please keep describing them. I'm enjoying it. Yes, That's me the too. whole rest of the podcast is me describing <laughs> prostitutes. There is uh, Lily, who is a halfling woman, and she has a bunch of flowers in bright purple hair. She is currently talking to another person whose name is Priscilla, and she is a half-elf. She is very tall. She has wavy black hair. It is very curvy. She's wearing this really glittering gown and a bunch of very fancy looking jewels. And it looks like Lily is just fawning over her. And then there is, over in another darker corner, Kithras, who is a drow man with shimmering white loose fitting clothes and silver tattoos all over his body. Ooh, mysterious. Uh, Hilrata's gonna get a little closer to them and see if any of them, like, look interested. Let's go really quickly, before Hilrana does that, to Lanaver, who is watching the musician who Hilrana knows, now knows is named Aquaria. She's 
just completely absorbed in her music and then she stops when the song is over she just stands up and then walks away and uh, you can try to grab her Danny as she's walking off the stage Um, I'm going to wait for her to get all the way off the stage which is taking me a lot of willpower so I want everybody to recognize that I'm a hero good job Um, and then I'm going to go right up to her okay Lanny hold on one second because there are were two other people that were watching Aquaria, and no. you have this moment where you're hesitating. I need you to roll initiative to see if you can get <gasps> to Aquaria before no. this human woman who looks uh, just kind of has blonde curly hair and a elven man who is both who both were waiting waiting for the moment to pounce when she gets off the stage. How dare they? I know. I told you they were there. No, I rolled a one <laughs> for a total of six. God damn it. So the human woman trips a little bit on the hem of her dress yes. and uh, is not able to get over to you because she also got a one. However, the elven man strides over before she can even get uh. off of the stage. He reaches his hand out to her as if to assist her down off of the stage. She looks at his hand with this disgust and then just pushes past him and walks down the stairs making a perfect opportunity lanny for you to strike i'm going to go right up to her and i'm going to go hello that was so beautiful can i have just a moment of your time make a persuasion check can i help uh you are oh you are not over there right now yeah darn I rolled a 16, so that's a 22. Okay. She pauses for a moment, looks you up and down and says, sure, if it's brief, yes. Are you taking on students at this time? Students? (laughs) I'm a musician. Ah. I'm a very poor harpist compared to you, but it would be a great honor, whatever price. Whatever price. I, I feel like your negotiation tactics aren't the best, but I haven't taught anyone in a while. Would you be willing to show me what your skills are currently? Of course. She gestures up at the harp. Oh. And then crosses her arms. Oh, all right. I will get on the stage. <laughs> and I... Um, the elven man is like, oh, disgusting. I He's very frustrated. I am going to compose myself and remember that I have training and I'll be fine. And I will make... I wish I could inspire myself, but I can't at this level. <laughs> no! Oh, God, I rolled a three! No! No! Okay, no. Uh, Hilrana, is there anything that you want to do to try to aid Landy in this moment? Because this is when you're coming over to look at the different adepts. Um, I'm going to notice that Lanaver is up on the stage, and I'm just going to go over and be like, oh my gosh, it's Lanaver. They're such an amazing musician. Have you ever heard of them? And then, like, get the cr- and like be like, "Wow, I can't believe we're getting to see Lanaver perform." Oh, that's so Thank sweet. You. Okay, you can roll again okay. if you'd like to. Yes. Okay. Thank okay. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I rolled a fifteen this time, and I my modifier is an eight, so it's a twenty-three. Okay, yes. You play beautifully, and Aquaria stands there with her arms crossed for a while. Eventually, she lets them go down to her sides and then just gives you a brief nod as if to tell you to stop. And I stop. It's mid-song. She doesn't let you finish the song. That's fine. And then she gestures for you to come over. Okay. And I come over to her. That was decent. Yes. I want to say that Hilrana is obnoxiously like, whoa! Oh, that was amazing! Woo, Lanifer! 
And then she like goes up and she's like, Lanifer, Lanifer, can I have your autograph? Oh, of course, just a second. Aquaria looks at you with disgust, uh, Hilrana, <laughs> and the elven man looks at you with equal disgust. He's like, this Lanifer is not as good as, as the delightful Aquaria. Oh, of course not. Lanifer, yes. Meet me here every other Wednesday at 4 p.m. I nod. I am taking this so seriously. If you are late, I will not have you as my student I anymore. I will not be late. All right. Thank you. You can discuss with uh, Marion your rates for this. I'm a bit busy right now. I understand. Thank you. And I will leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> and as you as you move away, the human woman comes up to her and they start having a conversation. It looks, she actually smiles a little bit when she sees this woman and then they go off to have a conversation. So it looks like Aquaria is spoken for now. But you got lessons. Yes. So, Miles, Ferris, do you want to go gamble together? Do you want to go look at the divination together? Do you all want to do stuff together? Hilarana. You guys want to all do stuff together? <laughs> I just want to see, like, because we can split up if you'd like to. And I, of course, Hilarana want to honor your desire to get some hot sex. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to also see if you wanted to explore it in these other activities as a group. I only have an hour before midnight. That's fair. Okay. Well, Hilrana is definitely going to get some hot sex. Is anyone else, A, going to get some hot sex, or B, wants to go do either look at the divination stuff together or the gambling hall together, or just check out other stuff that's going on? Ferris is definitely going to get a tarot rating. Okay. I'll yeah. go with Melees, but I'm not gambling okay. because I need to save all my money to give to Aquaria. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, and you can arrange the fee is going to be 25 gold per lesson with Marion. I will figure it out. Uh -huh. um, I will starve for these lessons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, Miles and Lanny, in a moment, you will go to the gambling hall. But first, we got to have Hilverada pick out who she's going to have some steamy adventures with. I feel like I'm on a dating show. You are in a dating sim. That's essentially All what right. this is now. <laughs> so, you have Lily. The halfling woman with purple hair and flowers. You have Priscilla, the tall half-elf woman that is very fancy looking. You have Seamus, the gray goliath with tight leather pants. Alexander, the petite human man who is writing furiously in a notebook. You have Kithras, the drow man, sitting in the corner, drinking a, a very dark red looking drink. I am going to try to catch Kithras's eye. You look over towards Kithras and just make a make a persuasion check for me. Okay. What kind of vibe are you putting out to Kithras? Kind of like powerful, sexy. Okay, amazing. Do it with advantage. Like terrible persuasion. He'll run. I get with it. Let's see. All right, that one was a nine. That one was a 17! Yay! Okay, so you exude this powerful aura, and he looks at you, and he actually stands up from the table and walks over, and I didn't come up with a voice for him. He doesn't need- we don't need words. We don't need okay, words. Okay, you don't want like, to talk to him at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> they just stare at each other. I'm just giving him a look. Okay. No, it's a look. You give him a look, he comes towards you like a magnet, because he just feels your power and he comes yes. over to you he looks you up and down and then just holds a hand out to you yes. i take it amazing he leads you up to the third floor of the building and into his chambers it is very dark and there's lots of like dark 
midnight blue curtains and a little bit of shimmer everywhere. There's a really big bed in the center of the room with this dark blue, midnight blue velvet bedding. There's also like some stuff on the walls that look like that could be used for more bondagey type stuff. Excellent. And he gets in there and he says, how do you want me? Oh, shit. <laughs> now, let me just interject here as Ferris. Now, when I was making out with Steve, we had to roll to see how well yeah, Steve I, made out. Yeah, let's make, uh, this is the classic D&D sex roll, which is making a performance check and a constitution check. Hell do I Do yes. I need to roll both of those? If you, you want to. He's definitely will. Because he's oh, the, God. the person that's working. Harana's terrible at performance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a seven. Thank God. I thought it was a one. It always looks like a one. So oh, Jesus, still seven is terrible. I got a nine and a ten. Okay. The thing is, Hilrana, that he is incredibly submissive. And I don't, I think that plays to your strength because you've had a lot of these like woman only things happening at your satyr commune. And you've always been like women are strong. So that kind of makes up for some of the the awkwardness. There's a little bit of awkwardness at first where he's just kind of waiting for you to tell him what to do. Hilrana <laughs> is very like a Klingon is kind of her. Yes. Yeah. Female Klingons. <laughs> yeah. So K- Kithris is definitely like you can tell that he seems genuinely into it um, and he makes up for any kind of performance I don't want to say inadequacies, but just like he makes it a really good time for you because it's his job. Um, you got a natural twenty. No Fuck. jokes. Yes. Yes. Good job, Kethris. Good job, Kethris. Damn. Rana is very happy with her pick. Ferris, let's do your divination. Divination. You are brought. Um, she also gave you instructions to go um, upstairs. So you all three of you can go up to the second level. There is a, a narrow hallway that leads straight from the stairs. And that is the one that you go down and you can smell a little bit of incense Ferris wafting through the air. And there is a door with a like a moon cycle carved onto it. She is knocking. Answering the door is a gnomish woman who has this really pretty silvery hair and two small braids. She's wearing loose, flowy robes, similar to sometimes the stuff that you'll wear for fortune telling. She definitely has the aesthetic of the the stereotypical fortune teller. And she looks up at you and says, welcome, please come in. Thank you so much. You Are you here to get your fortune? I certainly am. And also, I feel the need to tell you up front that I also am a tarot reader. So <gasps> I'm really interested in knowing your process. Of course. Yes. Yes, I always love to talk to other people who are interested in the divinatory arts. Come in, come in. Thank you so much. She sits you down at her table where she has a set of uh, a deck of tarot cards and says, do you have anything in particular you would like to ask me about my process? Or is there anything that in particular that you would like to know from your reading? I do have a question for a reading in particular. I have a very good friend and I'm wondering if someday he may be a little less platonic. 
Oh, yeah. We can definitely do that. Wonderful. Um, so for a standard romantic inclined reading, that will be a hundred gold. Perfect. We'll put it on my tab. She does a reading for you. I'll just draw you a tarot card. Okay. One, one tarot card. One card. And it's a one will... card reading for a hundred yes. gold. She's that good. She is that good. She'll do a three card spread, but we don't have time for that. So yeah, we'll, just so we'll just do, do we'll one. do the we'll do the one card that symbolizes the future kind of outcome of what is happening. Or one to encapsulate the whole thing. Would so, you like to just draw a sure. card, Holly? No. Oh shit! That's not good. <laughs> what is it? Is what is it? <laughs> this is the final card in the three card reading. It's the eight of cups, which has the for our listeners at home has an illustration of a, a number of eight cups in the front and like a moon that looks sad and then a, a humanoid figure that is walking away with their back turned from the cups and it has a very melancholy kind of look to it. Sarah, you guys know more tarot than I do. What does this card actually mean? So um, the way that I would read it, I'll be brief, is this is the minor arcana version of the hermit. So it's like leaving behind the blessings of your life to pursue like a spiritual pursuit. Which that would make sense in this case, because Ferris would consider herself a treasure and a reason for living for Melis because she is that way to everyone. But she also knows he's got to do his hero shit. So eventually he's going to have to walk away from her but he'll be back they this always is oddly come back. spot on y'all yeah it really it's is a good it's kind of spooky very cool so that is the reading that you get which you know is not an ex like a necessarily a super happy card but makes sense so she seems fairly legit yes so fair i think ferris would be impressed and a little bit sad but she will just a note ferris will pay the lady because she doesn't shirk fellow service folks oh that's nice now the drinks that's another subject oh the drinks are free you don't have to pay <laughs> oh, for the drinks right. yeah. I keep forgetting that <laughs> We're but just, she's not gonna pay for those drinks I'm not paying for those damn drinks <laughs> Greg can play for the drinks <laughs> that's right damn it <laughs> Amazing. Like how mean we're being to Greg. He let us live in his fucking house. <laughs> well, we did just okay. We moved in, and yeah, that's great. But then we had to go see his fucking treasure. So I'm like, Greg could spot me. That's true. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. true. Greg's the one percent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Greg is for sure the one percent. <laughs> He'll run at your cost for your services. Oh God. <laughs> oh dear. He paid you. He. <laughs> He's he's a professional. He's not gonna. This is his job. Okay. Uh, even if he enjoyed it, that's a perk of the I job. Gladly pay him. Yes. If that was a hundred gold for a tarot reading, I'm gonna say that it was two thousand gold. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Don't I only have a thousand gold? It's okay. We can have Greg spot you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna make you spend all of your money on a prostitute. It's okay. Take all of my money, dear Dad. We enjoyed the club, and hey, thanks for the date. Yeah, I tried to. I told you how much money you had, so that you could wouldn't just have outright bought your membership to the to the House of Heavenly Delights. Oh, that was the reason. I see. But that's like five hundred thousand uh, <laughs> gold. I'm gonna save up. Anyway, so that is your reading, Ferris. Now, let's go do some gambling with Miles and Lanny. Real quick, because the lady, the bartender was like, 
go left for gambling don't go right uh-huh and it it sounded like she was implying that it was like a really bad idea to go right maybe slightly dangerous was the vibe Neely's got from that <laughs> okay sure <laughs> sure he's gonna go right <laughs> Hell He's yeah. gonna talk to Lonnie and be like, "Yeah, I think, I think the bartender said it was uh, gambling halls over over here." <laughs> you weren't there for that exchange. I was either, not. Lady, so. um, um, can yeah. I roll insight? Can I insight check? Because this is a lie. Yeah, you can insight, and you can make a deception check, Melees. I got a ten. Well, I got a four. You're yeah. He doesn't seem to know where he's going. Okay, Miles. Let's see what's over here. Okay. <laughs> so you guys walk over, and as you walk that direction, you start to walk past these rooms where there are sheer curtains that are blocking the doorways, and you can see all kinds of public sex acts that are happening in different rooms. And then finally you get to the end and it looks like it probably goes into a very large theater. The doors are closed and you see a somewhat older human man running down the hallway. He pushes past you. He's wearing like full bondage gear, but he's got a horse mask on his head and he opens the door and you get a glimpse of something that Emily's not going to describe to you, but it is a very mind altering view into this room before the doors slam and so this is the extra sexy public sexy area of the of the building all right well no danger that you can see just a lot of people doing all kinds of sex doing sex (laughs) sex 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 so i think we're both very uncomfortable (laughs) with the one out I'm kind of craning my head. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. I don't think I've heard of them. Miles <laughs> will look at Lonnie and be like, I apologize. I'm sorry. When the bartender said don't go right, I thought it meant more like dangerous gambling. Like oh. fighting. Fighting. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Not, not, um orgies. And- oh, no, of course not. <laughs> not at the brothel. Um, <laughs> but no apology necessary. Okay, so you guys turn Let's around. Go gamble. I Let's go gamble. I, my <laughs> evening was just improved. That was fine. <laughs> okay, so you do a little U-turn. You head back down the hallway and head down into a much more rowdy, loud, laughing, cheering, different kind of rowdy, I guess. Tons, a full spread of different types of gambling in this very large room that has a little balcony that goes off and you can go stand out and look over into the gardens, melees where you see that there is some like fighting action going down there where people are betting on fighting. It looks like they're patrons that are fighting each other, not uh, adept at the moment. Um, But there's also all kinds of gambling um, up here. Cards, dice... Like a roulette wheel. I don't know what other types of gambling there are, but everybody's having a great time up here. Well, so do you know how to play any of these games besides the one where you hit each other very hard? I'm pretty good at cards, but I think I'm better at hitting people. So that's that's where I'm going to be going. Excellent. 
All right. So you bypass all the tables. A couple people try to catch your eye, Melees and Lanny, as you go by and look at you as if they're trying to lure you into the tables. But um, you head outside, I assume, unless, Lanny, you want to gamble it all up here. Uh, No. Okay, perfect. (laughs) My luck is really bad. So I need to save my money. So you head out and down into the garden fighting area, fighting pit? I don't know. Yeah, the fighting uh, the pit. The fighting, fighting pit. pit, yeah. Um, yeah. The octagon. The octagon. The fighting octagon. It's surrounded by, like, like eight-sided shrubs. Nice. Um, <laughs> that are all have these beautiful roses on them. A few of them are, like, slightly splattered in red from where ah. somebody bled on them but you can go uh there are two people that are finishing up their fight you see that um it is a very tall a very tall goliath woman let's say is just pommeling the crap out of a pompous looking human man and then she just kicks him to the ground and he's like all right all right i i i i I surrender. You win. And she just stands there and then gestures towards um, somebody who brings over a big bag of probably gold that he had bet on this. Oh, wow. After a moment, she gives him a hand. He grabs it. They get up. She pats him on the back a little bit too hard. And then they they leave the fighting pit. So what do you think, Miwais? I am going to go to the, what are they called? Bookies? Yeah, sure. There are a couple different adepts in those white silk outfits, and they will happily take wagers from you. Uh, There is a human woman who is taking money. You see people exchanging things, making their bets for the next fight that is going to happen. How do I sign up to fight? Oh, you're interested in fighting. Yes. Um, After this next match, I believe we have Zara. Uh, You just probably saw the end of her fight. She would like to go for another match after this next one. So if you'd like to fight her, you're more than welcome to. But I would talk to her about what you want to wager. So I can bet on my own fight? You can make a wager with the person that you are fighting against. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, you can't um, bet to see if you win or lose. That would be, you yeah. could easily rig that. But I can happily take bets for you on other fights that are, are going to occur. Yeah, we'll do, maybe I'll do a wager with Zara. She's wearing this this beautiful, it doesn't, it's probably not actual shark skin, but it looks like shark skin, like a evening gown. But it has a little slight tear in the hem of it, but otherwise looks perfectly pristine. She didn't look like she took any damage the previous fight. And she's talking to that human man and grabbing a drink for him. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Miles, you can do this. I'm sure. I've seen you in combat and I know how well you fight. I'm giving you bardic inspiration is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yay! Well, thank you. I appreciate it. She looks like she's going to be tough to take down. I love a challenge. Can I help you? The Goliath woman says to you. Seeing you guys standing, (laughs) staring at her. I just grin at her. I'm not talking. Hi. Uh, Hello. How can I help you? Hi, I'm Miles. I just signed up to uh, to do battle with you after seeing your amazing sparring in the pit. That will be interesting. Yes, yes. Uh, the bookie told me that uh, there might be 
some interest in some side wagers, we could perhaps work out a deal. All right. What do you want? How about if either of us win, or well, if I win or you win, we exchange 200 gold. Mm. That is a bit boring, don't you think? (laughs) Well, what do you suggest? She looks you up and down. You have any weapons? You look like a fighter. You do have that magical shield, Milius. I do have that magical shield. I don't know if I brought it with me. You didn't, but it's okay if you wanted to arrange for something. Not weapons, I would say 5,000 gold. Shit. Oh, gosh. Or perhaps we could get room. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. He perks up at that other one because he does like a strong lady. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll take that that second one. I don't think he wants to get rid of the shield. He definitely doesn't have 5,000 gold, but uh, it's been a while and she <laughs> looks awesome. So he'll just he'll stick out his hand for the he's like, you know what? I'm very interested in that latter proposition. So if I win, I we get through if you win, what do you get? Oh, well, we get a room. That sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> she <laughs> she cocks an eyebrow at you and then nods. It is time for Miles and Zara to fight. Let's go ahead. We're going to make three. It's, it's There's no weapons. It's just punching. So we're going to make three strength checks. And who at best two out of three is going to win. Just roll a d20. You'll both have plus six for your modifier. So actually it won't matter. Just roll the d20 and whoever gets higher will. First I got roll. it. 18. Oh shit, she got a 17 on the first roll. Oh. Um, so what what kind of maneuver do you do, Melees, with your first attack? Well, since this is foreplay, I think the first one is going to be uh, grappling her from behind and Ooh. just like some sexy breathing in her <laughs> ear. And I'll say something sexy, but I don't know what that is. Okay. Something, something sexy. That's too funny. She she like kind of growls a little bit you in frustration that you're able to grapple her so easily. Let's do our second roll. <laughs> I rolled a nat 20. Oh, shit! Ooh. Damn it! She only got an 18. So, she goes to try to elbow you in the stomach and then, like, flip you over her shoulder, but you are too fast for her, and what do you do, Melees? Um, instead of flipping, I will counteract it by falling backwards and pulling her on top Ooh. of me. <laughs> now, the thing with this is that she's going to have advantage on her next roll, Melee's, because she is on top of you now. So she has a body weight advantage. Yeah, yeah but she does. He's That's already, right. he's already won, yeah. but it's, we're going to still do the last <laughs> roll. Yeah. Just to see what happens. Oh, Jesus. That was shitty. My, I mean, I got an eight, so... <laughs> she got five. So, um, <laughs> something about you is just throwing her off. And she's really strong. So a lot of this has been, like, a contest. But she's not able to get the better of you. And what do you do for your final move in the fight? We'll roll around, and eventually I will pin her 
and I'll be on top. And then I'll say something sexy again. And she just says, you win. Only a few people cheer. The rest of them are like, oh, fuck. Because they did not bet on Melee's against like, the big Yay! Goliath woman. Yay! She's underneath you and she just looks at you with desire in her eyes. Let's go to bed. <laughs> we're just gonna cuddle <laughs> okay um yeah so up in up in the room that you guys rent you have some very firm cuddles <laughs> i'm not saying that as a, as, a, as, a, as a euphemism it's just that she's a very strong lady but you won so she does what uh, you would like to do and they're nice they're good she's got really strong arms yeah oh it's me lace the little spoon is that what you Sometimes, want, Melees? yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Melees, you can eat a little spoon. So you all, after your various activities, can make your way back down to the bar. It is around midnight. Well, we better order that drink, I think. Yep. So I go up to Marion. Excuse me. May I have a bleeding heart? Oh. Um. Y- yes, of course. Would you and all of your friends like a bleeding heart? Yes, if possible. Interesting. Um, all right. Now, I, I must... The Bleeding Heart is an is a interesting drink in that you must give consent to uh, consume it. This is an interesting conundrum because I'm not exactly sure what's in it. Uh, that is a secret, but we will give you... She pulls out this piece of paper that says... Uh, she she will let you know. We guarantee that your safety is, of course, our top priority. Nothing, no harm shall come to you. But this before is, she's even done, I'm like, this is a very special drink, and um, it requires that you consent to the effects of it. I give her my signed form. Okay, you give her the signed form. It's very official. And she passes you a beautiful, lovely, blood red drink in like a martini glass. I wait for everybody else if they're going to sign. Yeah, Ferris will do it. Are you signing your real name? No. It's going to be Dulali Flickenheimer. As you start to <laughs> write your name, the wrong name, it just disappears. Oh, She's like, um, Magic. we need the uh, f- definite consent for this. Oh, okay. I'm going to sign, uh, what is it? Grog, the Grogarius. <laughs> it just disappears. Okay, she'll sign FD. Okay, that is good enough. Sure. You sound very enthusiastic about this. Uh, So are you both signing? Yeah, I am. She passes you the drinks. They are delicious when you have them. She gestures for you all to go have a seat. And nothing really happens for like 15 minutes until you all start to feel a little fuzzy in the head a little weird and strange and i had made you guys all do rolls for me before many weeks ago oh that's um, right and you none of you succeeded so you all eventually black out from the this drink you awaken in a cold dark cell stone walls there's the sound of dripping the floor is a little bit damp there's a small wooden bench that you all have been propped up on and you find yourself awakening there is a door with some bars 
in a slit and the only light source is coming from down a hallway that you can just see a little bit of light flickering in front of the window. Wonderful. Well, crud. You hear the sound of footsteps coming towards the door and then you see a hooded shadowy figure in front of the bars for the door. They unlock it. You all notice at this time that your hands and ankles are bound. You see this tall hooded figure. You can't make out their face because the light is so dim and the hood is so far over their face and they come towards you with a knife. We make good decisions. Hilrana, what has Chatley been up to at the House of Heavenly Delights? I was busy with that guy. Okay. I have no so idea yeah, what Chadley Pretty doing. much as soon as you got there and he saw you going off with Kithras, Chadley scampered off and you, God knows what Chadley is up to. He's gambling. I think he's gambling Yeah, you, you, I think you guys gambling. saw him at the craps table. Uh, Definitely a craps <laughs> with the little, squirrel. The yeah. little tiny dice shaking it in its... <laughs> And he's like sweat beating Uh on his spur Uh because he's like, I really got to make this one guy. I'm not going to be able to feed my family. Exactly. (laughs) No, I'm picturing like a really buxom lady in a sparkly dress. And he like keeps having her blow on the dice. Yeah, Priscilla is sitting next to him, the the very tall buxom uh, half elf woman. And she'll like give him a little kiss on the cheek. And and then he rolls. And like kiss the dice. And then it like fades to black. We don't see. Everybody goes, has a shocked look. This is right as you guys are about to get knifed. There's yeah. a shocked look at everybody at the table, and you don't know if, if Chadley has won or oh, lost. Amazing. 